Welcome to episode 14 of the Visions and Tones podcast. This episode is brought to you by two different companies, AfriB Creations and Florida Aromatherapy. These are two companies run by two black African women here in Australia. And I reckon I won't do much justice if I was to speak about these two companies, but the founders actually share a little bit about the companies in the beginning of the episode. So overall, we're talking black business, business insider, um, its realities and dilemmas, all those complexities. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Visions and Tones podcast to uh, Bronwyn Hassan and Enya Jones. It's good to have you both. Um, I'd love us today to speak more about Black Business, Business Insider, whatnot, whatever it is. Both of you are actually having your own separate businesses. Bronwyn, if you can just uh, share a little bit with us, just in 30 seconds, what do you do in your business? And yeah. Okay, so um, I started the concept of Afrobeat Creations. Um, it was basically born um, from me trying to feel a sense of belonging, sense of homeness. Um, hence, um, I came up with this concept. Um, I started off with, um, you know, market stores, etc. Um, hence, grown um, into two collaboration stores. One of the stores is called Little Coal Lab, that's in Greenhills. And the second one is called the Soul Collective, which is in Meriwether. Um, I did expand onto having an online website for purchases, which is currently um, still under construction at the moment. Um, so in the next few weeks, it will be up and running. All my products does come from back home, South Africa and Kenya. Um, yeah, so I, I am trying to expand back home, but because of you know the COVID rules and the regulations that came up. Um, that did put me on a back foot at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but the intentions are there. Um, I have been receiving a lot of inboxes, uh, you know, messages and call outs for, for the products too, like Kenyan products to be based in South Africa and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Enya, tell us about your business. So, hey, Tony. So my business is called Florette Aromatherapy. It's an independent holistic wellness brand empowering tired, stressed, and busy women to embrace self-care from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, I founded this on the ethos that emotional and physical well-being go hand in hand. And um, I've grown the business in like Bronwyn from a market store. And I'm really proud that I'm now stocked at um, airports around Australia. And current stockists include Nourished Life, a really um, big online platform here in Australia. Um, Noni B, Katie's. Um, and a growing number of boutiques and salons and gift shops around the country. So, um, and you know, I still make everything by hand. So it's just, it's, uh, for me, I'm always pinching myself. So it's really happy and really part of my brand. Right. I love what you do. And just as a kick in, I'd love us to speak about as business ladies, we're going to dive in to speak more about your own personal businesses. But I believe you're also consumers of, you know, other products from other businesses and maybe more businesses run by black people or people of color out there. I'd love us to just start talking about two or three best advices that you can give to, you know, black businesses, something which you observed as a trend that is happening and it's a bad thing that, uh, businesses black businesses or business run by people of color out there should actually avoid doing so um and yeah i don't know if you want to kick start with that one um 
So I would say some of the best business advice I received that really helped me out is all businesses grow at different rates. So don't compare yourself to overnight success in inverted commas. Um, if you do the work and you serve your customers, growth will come. Um, another piece of advice that I would say is probably more specifically for black businesses is I, I know in some circles there's a fear to be the face of your business. So for example, with my business, um, I had that fear of showing my face on social media because, well, two things, there was the whole, I'd experienced racism and discrimination, you know, when you go to a market stall and, you know, people ask to see the owner and you're like, I'm the owner and they look at you like you've got two heads and they walk away, <laughs> like seriously. Um, so it took me a long time to actually be the face of my business. Uh, so I suppose to someone who is going through that process, I would say do the work internally, like do the work inside first, work on your self-confidence, work on your knowing your business inside out. Um, because sometimes you will come across those people who doubt you because of your skin color. Um, and working on yourself is not a reflection that you're broken, but it's just, you know, so that you have the answers and the armor. So when that comes across, you can just bounce back and not have to be in a heap wondering, you know, getting all caught up in self-imposter syndrome, etc. The other piece of advice I would give is um, to be prepared to keep learning. Be prepared to keep learning. Don't think that you know everything there is to know because you've got your product on the market. You know, it's, it's amazing. I'm constantly investing in podcasts and books. Um, I've invested in one or two really good mentors because if you do want to grow your business, you will come across blocks at some point and it is good to have someone else who's not as invested in your business to be um, objective and give you really good perspective. So that's, that's my two cents. Um, Brian, let's go over to you. So going back on uh, to what um, Enya was saying, um, so I also try and listen to a lot of the likes like the Richard Branson's, um, also just for some inspiration and inspire, uh, you know, just to inspire me on in the different concepts that he's done. Um, also, one of my points is um, also trying to keep an open door for the general market to 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 keep in, um, you know, in, in inclusivity, um, maintaining inclusivity to keep your doors open for, for growth. Um, one big thing that I think is uh, really important, um, especially in black businesses, um, is collaborations, collaborating with different types of black businesses that's, uh, you know, on your same market and your same genre. That is, that's also um, a call for, for, for growth. Um, being open-minded to new ideas and social changes. As you know, things change all the time dramatically. I mean, we've seen with COVID. Um, and um, we need to support black businesses, but need to keep in mind to support businesses in general. As myself, as Afrobeat Creations, I do not want consumers uh, to, to, to feel sympathy to me when purchasing one of my products because I'm a black business. Um, I want to function as a business that should be permitted to different business opportunities and equal and fair access. You know, I don't want to be to have the stigma because I'm a black business. Um, they must, I must be feel, uh, um, people must feel pity on me. You know, I just want to operate as a normal business and 
just um, receive the access, the fairness, you know, that a normal business should should receive on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for, for Brian, Anya uh, earlier on spoke something about um, the fact that she at some point had to hide her identity. Uh, I'm wondering whether in, in, did you ever had something? Did you ever had to do something like that in your case? Um. Not really, but um, you know, same like she was mentioning in regards to the to the market stalls. Um, <laughs> I had many, um, you know, different consumers coming maybe to buy to purchase a product, um, and they would pick it up and you know ask, oh, "Where does this come from?" or etc. What you're trying to to not, uh, I would say not what I'm trying to achieve, but it's like getting. Um, you know, just they just try, they try to push you back, or or or, or set you back um, to say um, like this, it doesn't belong here, it it doesn't belong because it's an African product. Why are you trying to are you trying to change the concept or people's ideas or mindsets, etc. So it's just trying to educate them to say, I'm also part of Australia, and it's for me it's just trying to 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 feel inclusive, and try to feel that I belong and try to um, educate them of my culture of where I come from. So I don't need to adapt to an Australian a lifestyle or Australian um, culture because I, I come from, from Africa. So I also want to, to educate you on what we're about, you know? Mm. Yeah. And in something that you said, it sounded like there's a bit of a rebuttal into the so-called support black business. You say, um, let us don't just support black business in general but it should be businesses overall and i'm and i'm wondering what what the phrase support black business to you ladies both actually mean and what would you say are the downside of the phrase support black business can i can i chip in there yeah some of my one of my biggest breaks came from came during the black lives matter movement um last year a quite a big um, retailer put a call out and said, we're looking for black businesses to support. And I tagged myself and they got in touch and that's how I ended up on their shelves, which was great. Um, do I feel like they treated me with pity? I don't care. <laughs> it's about business. It's about making dollars and cents. But at the same time, I am glad that they noticed that even they were not actively being inclusive in who their suppliers were. Um, so I'm glad they made the call out to do that and actually um, invite specifically black businesses to put their products forward. And it wasn't like they just opened the door and said, everyone can just come in because you're black. You actually still had to go through the process, send samples to their head office, et cetera, go through the vetting process, prove that your ingredients are organic, et cetera. So it's not as though it was some special treatment. Um, and I, I'm, and I am happy that that happened. I am really, I embrace that because there is, um, like I said, I think there's a, a, a stigma, especially maybe it's because I'm in the health and wellness industry, which traditionally is not taken up by people of color. I think that's a space that quite um, white, European, so to speak. And to find um, a black woman who is doing wellness and aromatherapy, I, I think I am, I, I wouldn't say I'm not, I am in the minority, I think, when i in that sort of space. So I think there was, um, I've experienced a bit of hesitancy 
in the past that oh, it's a product made by a black person. Oh, you know, will the packaging be up to scratch? And will this be right? And etc. Does, does she understand what organic is? I mean, like really simple stuff like that that you faced. And I mean, on the surface, I I choose to look at that as ignorance. I think um, there may be some maliciousness in it, but I just choose to look at it as ignorance. You know. Is, you know, it's 2021, baby. <laughs> the world is becoming smaller and um, people of different cultures and backgrounds are interested in different things. So, and I hope I'm paving the way, um, not so much for the customer, but for the stockist that, you know what, I can deal with a, a business owned by a black person and everything's professional, everything's up to scratch. So we've got a ways to go. We'll get there. Hmm. Um, well, I, I do support the phrase, um, you know, supporting black businesses. Um, for me, it's uh, just about combating racial injustices, uh, combating the um, systematic racism, supporting inclusion and diversity, um, combating economic inequality. That's, you know, that's a big major. Um, also to eliminate the long history of wealth inequality. Um, what is, and what does wealth mean to, to us as, uh, you know, black people as well? You know, we, we never received that generational wealth to also assist us in, um, you know, building our businesses or even starting a business, you know? Um, like, like wealth refers to transferable assets like real estate, financial investments and business ownership. They can be passed from generation to generation. And then while income inequality is undeniably still present and worth addressing closing the, the gap requires an analysis of assets and dispropriation of assets access to assets such as housing business ownerships investments and stocks which still persist for hundreds of years so it's like um being being black and owning a business it's really hard it's really hard to to on a day-to-day -day basis to be sustainable and trying to um you know, market your product, trying to um, even collaborate with our own own different black businesses. I sometimes feel that they feel inferior when you try and approach them. Um, and that's that's another point. Um, I mean, why, why do we do that? Why can't we just, um, you know, be united and show them that we, we are unified, you know, in, in, in senses like this? So, um, yeah. So I was just going to say, Bronwyn, I, I hear you about um, collaborating with other black business. I suppose the point um, I want to make is not so much about collaborating, but when you have black people as your customers, it's like they want a discount immediately. Like, like how is that supporting me as a business? How is that supporting me as a, as a woman of color in business, as an entrepreneur, if just because you're black too, I have to give you some sort of special discount? Um, so I've found if I look at my customers, honestly, I would probably say 15 to 20% of them are black. The rest are white Australian. And when I, when I pitch for a job or I, uh, I pitch for, um, I also do corporate gifting. So when I pitch for corporate gifting, if I say my price is, you know, X amount per hamper, that's it. But if I, I know that if I'm approaching a, a black business or, um, a black customer, I have to, you know, it's almost like they want to haggle, but I'm like, we can haggle at the market store, but this is a corporate um, transaction. We're not going to haggle it for a corporate transaction. 
what's your experience with that bronwyn um i've never had an experience um in regards to um you know a black person asking me for a discount etc honestly um i do share the same sentiments with you where um the 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 white consumers are more viable to the product um so i don't have many uh, black africans that actually buys the product in a sense they'll maybe say it's too expensive that's what i get yeah too so i do i think too expensive also sort of an appeal to say drop for me but it's just that they're using a language code don't you think yeah it could be to say okay it's too expensive so yeah drop the price and oh let's bargain mm-hmm. you know yeah i i mean the one thing that i also wanted to touch on anya is when you when you spoke about the fact that you i think you gave a bit of stats r- rough stats about who actually supports your business and i'm thinking perhaps also the reason why things are like that is i mean look at australia black people are still a lot of like minority um uh, no i no, wonder no, whether no. that also plays a role yeah go on i think i've i've thought about this uh, a lot and like i i belong to a few um african women groups here in newcastle and you know when i talk about what i do i'm i'm seen as bougie you know i'm just i'm just extra when you know you know what i mean um and i actually i don't blame them for having that point of view not because i am bougie or depends who you talk to um but i think it's because wellness and health are inherently in something that we don't do well we don't self care well we don't look after ourselves well it's work 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 survive 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 and the i mean if for all of us who grew up in africa and then migrated here can you remember a time when the leading female in your house would be like you know what guys i'm out i'm going to have bubble baths and you know put some cucumbers over my eyes and chill out no i think that would be in the minority and so i think the reason why i have such low stats with um with black customers um as in a low number of black customers is because wellness is just not something that is inherently part of a generic african culture it's not part of what people do people are definitely waking up to it now because they're seeing the health benefits of self care the health benefits that come from actually resting and taking time out and looking after yourself um not only emotionally but also physically so i think there's that aspect and then when you when it comes to using oils and essential oils you then sometimes get a religious bent as well um of people who then oh it looks like she's doing weird stuff and i'm a christian so i'm not going to touch that um so there's quite a, a lot of superstition as well that i think it's caught up unfortunately with dealing in health and wellness so i think that's probably some of the barriers that i think um black customers have when it comes to health and wellness so i don't take it personally that i don't have that many black customers um i think they will come with time any superstitions on yours bro you can add i see you wanted to respond but if you can add your artwork are you doing some movies according to <laughs> according to no such? not at all but but for when some people actually look looks at the craft you know they'll be like you know you get that sentiment with the with the facial expressions um yeah so you you do but there was a question i actually wanted to refer through to uh in your yeah yeah so do you get a sense that maybe um you don't receive a lot of black consumers because they feel inferior of you 
because they feel they think maybe you you like you say you bougie or you you are the stance you think you are a bit of black um or you know what i mean because like i'm saying no, 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 we, we I, buy doTERRA products we, why are we not supporting you as floretta aroma do you understand that's a black I brand i do listen and if people i can't control i can't control people's perception mm. of me um i know even my name sounds white you know enya jones i i've got a welsh surname and an irish first name mm. you know both figure um i can't get caught up in how people perceive me i that because there's so many layers that people look at other people so many layers of perception so many layers of experience that um i just can't have control over so i don't even go there i think um i think many people don't use wellness products or know about my brand because just maybe I mean doTERRA's got a bigger marketing budget than I do <laughs> and I think it's just I don't know I suppose it's just again not prioritizing healthcare not prior, not prioritizing self-care I should say not prioritizing time for themselves and well-being so yeah you think some people are in Faria Brown about your business um I do um because sometimes uh you would get uh you know um someone of color some from obviously from back home from africa and they'll come to the you know to the store and look at a product and it's you get that sense it's like why is she doing that you know i i should be doing that or i won't buy from a um i can get this from back home or you know you 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 do get that get that sense um it's it's always like a question of who does she think she is or does she think she's better mm-hmm. that's that's how i feel so, you know sometimes and like even now with me um collaborating with white businesses i mean i shouldn't be doing that i feel like us as black businesses and and black people from africa we should be supporting one another we should be doing collaboration stores together you know so i'm out um you know doing collaboration stores with um i'm like the only person of color and everybody else's products is obviously you know for for a white market mm-hmm. do you understand what i'm saying i just I, i feel sad about it i really do but that's okay though bronwyn i i know but it's like i i feel like we we want to be supported as black businesses and as black people but we're not showing unity as one do you understand we were supposed to be show, showing unity and being like united supporting one another in, in you know business where it's business um it, it, different aspects of life mm, i understand what you're saying and mm. i agree with what you're saying for me though um if i look at my product if i had only partnered with other black businesses mm. i wouldn't have the market penetration that i have why do you think so because do they don't they don't they don't own the big supply chain not yet mm-hmm. we don't own the big supply chains we don't um we're not operating at that high level yet in australia i think if, if i was speaking in if i was in zimbabwe this would be a completely different conversation but i'm think- here and i need to get my product on shelves i need to um get market awareness and if i was to only stick with businesses that are owned by black people I would not have the penetration that I have. Uh and earlier on you mentioned that one of your breakthroughs came because of Black Lives Matter. Obviously, 
showing that the movement, uh, the BLF movement sort of shook other, you know, people out there to think black, uh, not really black consciousness, but to think diversity. Um, and I'm thinking whether sometimes the fact that you're not getting any sort of support, doesn't that have to do also with your sort of philosophy or how you sort of present yourself out there, whether do you present yourself as a pro-black or as someone who embodies black consciousness or you present yourself as a complete outsider towards the black culture. I'm thinking also with the growing trend of cancel culture, the fact that sometimes, you know, uh, if you do not appear to be an ally of any movement, maybe black radical feminism or whatnot, people might feel like, what's the point of supporting your business? But we want to work with people who actually sympathize with, you know, our politics, sympathize with our day-to-day experiences. And I'm wondering whether, to what extent have you ladies explored that? And and could it be that I'm not maybe viewing this um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a proper business language or whatnot? Okay, when I present myself, my Enya and Fluorette are two different things. So I don't merge the two all the time. I can't get away from the fact that I'm a black woman who owns a business. That's a fact. But I don't go out there and say, here's my business. It's, it's black owned, blah, blah, support black owned and support black causes by supporting me. I don't do that. And it's not that I don't care about black causes. Of course I do. But my product and who I am as a person are separated. That's not not how the consumers often look at things. I mean, the consumers go to the extent of unearthing different things about different organizations, especially if they know you're a problematic person. But not that you are or you have been a problematic person, but I'm just saying that as much as you try to distance yourself from uh, your business, it, it just, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced whether that really stands most of the time. The, I feel thing, like- the thing is, the thing is, Tony, I make a product and the product has to work or it doesn't, whether I'm black or Chinese or American. So at the end of the day, if I can get a product on a shelf and someone who doesn't even know me picks up that product, likes what it does, likes how it makes them feel, they'll come back and buy it. They're not going to buy it because it's made by Enya. Some people may buy it out of pity in the first instance. Oh, let's support a black business, which is nice, but I don't want that in the long term. I want you to buy my product because it works and it changes your life. That's but what- the, more, the more people get to know who Enya is, this is my view now, the more people get to know who Enya is, the more they might actually even do the greater work for you. So for instance, here's Tony, um, who does Visions and Tones? Or something that I've observed as Tony, there's many people who would come to me and say, I'll support you, I'll support you, but they'll never. Sometimes I would feel like this is just a lip service thing. And then some of them, I realize that they actually go and listen to Visions and Tones. It's only when I come in and meet up with them and then they'll speak about a certain episode that they listen to and I was shocked. But, you know, for me, I'd sort of expect the feel that if you listen to my show and you liked it, at least a bit of word of mouth out there, you know, help advertising me because you've consumed whatever I've produced and you loved it and whatnot, you know? So I'm thinking in that context, you know, that sometimes it may not just be a matter of, I like your product, I want to use it. And then if it doesn't work for me, that's it. But to what extent do you think beyond that, the fact that 
if I reach out even to the people, the people know who's the boss, who's the founder of this organization, and you've got this kind of charisma, just on a general level, not on a business perspective. And at the same time, they use your product. It doesn't just end within their closed doors, but they're able to sort of even help advertise for you, tag you. I mean, how much pride does this bring if you realize somebody you've never seen tagged you, you know, about your product, I've used this product, incredible, use it, and you're like, oh, this is lovely. How much great shows does that bring? Bron? Yes, yes, I, I agree with you, Tony. Um, in regards to tagging and sharing, um, you'd find that people actually sh- but the people that actually shares and tags is not um, your, 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 like your, 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 your black Africans. I don't, fi- I don't find that. Yes, my friends does. My family does. But people that I think that should be supporting me, my black African people, they don't do that. They don't do the sharing and tagging. Like you say, yes, it is lip service. Because when they do come to your store or they do come to, to the store to come and buy a product or maybe just to come and see what it's about or, 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 or see, um, you know, how's the growth going, um, they would ask me before a, a business card. And like you say, yes, they'll say, no, I'll, I'll come again or, um, you know, there's a birthday coming up, etc. I would need to buy a gift. But, yeah, it's just lip service. I just feel they're just also just trying to see how am I doing? Or how is the growth succeeding? Am I succeeding? You know? And yeah, yeah, I'd love you to to respond. I think I've said a mouthful and I need to give you the chance to to reply to me. I know you always have a comeback. (laughs) Tony. um, Listen, I I know I said Enya and Flory are two different entities. I mean, I do put myself on on my social media from time to time. I'm not particularly even as a person privately, I'm not particularly showy, if that's the thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, even, even on my personal Instagram, you hardly see my face. Right, Tony? Um, it's just, that's just the way I am as a person. Um, but I do understand, I do understand the nuance of people connecting with the person behind the product, behind the service, so that um, they can feel like, okay, this is made by someone and this is who they are. This is their beliefs, etc. So I do share some of that, obviously, from a business sense. Um, but I'm not one to completely share every single aspect of my life because I do believe that my business and my life are two different things. Bronwyn, can I, I just want to touch on something that you said about um, the people who should be supporting us. And if there was one thing that helped me in business so far, it was um, letting people go, letting expectations of who should be on my cheerleading team, who should be supporting me and driving me go. That has saved my sanity. That has saved relationships. There's people I've known for years and they know that I do this and they've never bought anything from me. Even when I've got, you know, 30, 40% off discount and, you know, sales or whatever. They've never bought anything from me. And I'm so glad I'm at that place in my life where it doesn't matter because I might be chasing for this particular group of people to, to like me, but they probably can't afford me and they probably can't afford the products. So why would you go and chase them just so you can say X, Y, and Z bought for me, go and chase the customer who needs your product. And if it's a, 
a white middle-aged woman who, you know, may have isms about me being black but really loves the product, then so be it. I'll have Betty Lee's money. I don't mind. Um, and I really think that's advice as well if anyone is listening to this who is starting out in business. Let your friends and family free from supporting you. You're not doing this as a show for them. You know why you got into business. It's not about pleasing them. If this is to put food on the table, you, ch you go and chase the customers who can pay. You're not looking for a, a cheerleader. Um, I like that. Knowing your standards, knowing where to draw the line, let them go if they want to go. And I'm wondering, how do you know which one exactly should go and which one should stay? Um, and, and, and also the time to can tell that go, um, let those who have to stay stay. Cause I've seen a lot of small black businesses actually coming up with that kind of an attitude. I don't know how far you are in your, even in terms of your revenue and your economics and whatnot, but I've seen a lot of black businesses, you know, having that kind of an attitude to say, you know, you go. And I'm thinking to myself, you actually, the boss or whatnot of your business, you, you, you're the one with a terrible attitude mm. to a point that you need to be humble because that person is bringing you money. You need to behave like the dollar matters, you know? Yeah, of course. And so and I'm just I, wondering when, when, when do we know, when do we know it's the time to bid them goodbye? And when do we know that it's time for me to take the humble pie, to pick my L's and move along? What does humble pie look like though? The humble pie would mean knowing when the customer is right and not from the always kind of mantra or always kind of chorus that everybody sings the customer is always right. But I mean, there's a context where even you as a boss or the founder of your business, you understand the fact that, but my customers are having a genuine reason. I cannot always change the opening times of my store because I'm the boss. I need to have a certain level of even respecting them, the way I communicate to them, mm. the way I respond to their inquiries, you know? So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hear you. Um, and when I say that I let people go, it's not in a rude way. Mm -hmm. I'm saying if they choose to not support me. So I've got friends. I've got friends who know that I do essential oil. But they'll still go and buy doTERRA. And they'll go and buy Young Living. I have to be okay with that. I, as a person, have to be okay with that. Because when I go to the bread section at Woolies, there's, what, 20 different types of bread. I'm not going to buy each one so everyone's happy. I'm going to buy the one that works for me. And I give that same freedom to the people in my life who, for whatever reason, don't support me. I give them that freedom. You must do what's good for you. I do have customers outside of my circle of friends and family. And that so doesn't... Sorry? That doesn't uh, disrupt even your friendships with them in whatsoever way. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I have to give them that freedom to say, mm. if you want to buy doTERRA, it's your money. You've worked for that money. You do with your money as you wish. I cannot say, I've got a good friend, um, but she, she'll buy, she buys other brands. She, and she'll, I'll go to their house and, you know, by the burner, there's doTERRA this and doTERRA that. And that's, that's her journey. I can't get caught up in <laughs> trying to convince her that my product is better because at the end of the day, even if I do convince her, is she the one to spend six hundred dollars with me, or she'll just spend sixty? Mm. That's maturity there. I really take off my head for you. That's maturity That's there. True. But uh, coming to you, Braun, and and picking up from where Anya actually close up, I'm I'm thinking it should pain 
right? As much as it is maturity, but it should pain somewhere inside. Because for me, I've, for me, I don't want to lie to you. I feel like it does pain inside. Well, you know, I think what Enya said, you know, to try and leave them, exactly what she was saying. If, they, if they're not going to support you, let it go, you know? Um, and I think I've also maybe take on, on that stance in regards to some friends that we call, you know, close friends, you know, in our circles. Um, also lip service. But I, I, it does pain me. It pains me because you were supposed to be my, my ally, you know, my supporter. Mm -hmm. um, and especially uh, my, my black African people. You know, I'm, we, we're all far away from home. We're in a, in a different land, you know, we're in a different country. We were supposed to be united and supporting each other on our different ventures. I think. I see Anya's got something to, to say there. <laughs> Bronwyn, when I, and, and Tony, this is like when you say that it pains you that, you know, person X isn't supporting you. Do they have the budget to support you? No, I mean in a sense of not, not as a single person or, 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 or a class of person. I mean us as an African community in Australia. Okay. Why right. We should be supporting one another. We are far away from home. You know, we made a, um, a home in a different land. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Mm, okay. Why? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I'm saying again. Why me as Bronwyn, I'm buying a doTERRA product and I, and, I, and I can't be or I should be buying a Floretta product. Do you understand? But what about if you prefer the way the doTERRA ones have been blended and that's what really works for you? As a, I have to be okay with that. It's okay. See, Enya, for me, and, and those are beautiful questions. And going back to the first question, do they have the budget for that? For me, for me, support can actually come in different ways. Support must, should not necessarily mean that I gotta use your product, you know? Um, you wouldn't know, perhaps I've got certain allergies and maybe your products uh, do not support my health and whatnot. But hey, to say, to, to just, champion you in different other ways you know i'm posting different businesses and there i am i'm adding any of it and you know i'm making it even clear even to you uh so you understand that i'm not using your products because of xyz but at the same time you can see that tony has been rolling behind me man whenever i post a new product he tells other people about it i see him posting it or whatever the case it doesn't always mean that it has to be about money you know support comes in different ways even someone saying hey i've listened to your content you're really doing great even if they're not posting it but to say you're really doing doing great i loved this and this and this and this because of this angle it gives me that sense of you know confidence that at least somebody is listening to my work and not everybody might have the courage to sort of write back or to repost or whatnot but support comes in many different ways you know in many different ways yeah totally agree with you Tony just by sharing a post um, also like you say word of mouth mm -hmm. um, you know people telling others of you know what Brahman does or or listen to Tony's Tony's podcast there's so much different content on there you know um, it's just, that's what I'm saying, it's just supporting one another. I mean, just say, for instance, if FDB Creations was at a David Jones, I think I would have received the black support more because I'm more on an elevated, you know, on, on an elevated sense. That's, that's how, what, how I, I look at it. You know, I must be more uh, in the likes of, you know, a hierarchy type of branded name. For, for you to receive the ports, the support, and then they would only, 
you know, not, not grassroots, not trying to support me, also lift up my business and to move it forward for growth wise. How do you work towards cultivating good relationships as black businesses and at the same time being more conscious of the space in which we're in? We, we, we're in a space of diversity. We're in a space of multiculturalism. At the same time, how do we ensure that the products that we actually sell are well received by white people here? You know what, Tony? Um, I actually think that we have an unconscious bias against our own you know, um, I think we, we need to think of our own biases, consider what we can do better. Um, because many black businesses, we cannot be successful without the support of one another, without the support of, you know, any individual, like everybody coming together as a whole. And, but I think the most important point, that's the first point that I've made is just that We've just got an unconscious bias against each other. Inferior, that we might grow too much. We don't want the next person to do better. I don't know if, that, if that's what it, you know, what it can be mm-hmm. for not supporting one another. But then we want to talk about white people not supporting us, but we're not supporting our own. Why do we do that? You know? Um, I think, Bronwyn, you hit the nail on the head. There is an unconscious bias amongst ourselves for um, businesses that are owned by black people, which, you know, I don't know if we're going to solve that one in our lifetime. I, I don't think, I think maybe we're starting to look at it now and hopefully our children will be the difference that we hope for at the moment. Um, and how do we get more black businesses on board? I think if I talk about my space, which is health and wellness, for me, it'll come through education. And for me, it'll come through um, just making, turning self-care from a luxury to a priority. And I mean, when you talk about that to someone who's still trying to sort out papers in, you know, English is a barrier um, et cetera. And then you're trying to tell them to use the massage oil. I think you, you'd be like low on their list of priorities. So I think in my, in the health and wellness space, it's definitely about education. It's about workshops. I host workshops you know, pre COVID. I would host workshops and invite people black or white to come along. And, you know, in the room, there'd probably be like 20 white women and maybe one person of color. So, Again, it's just having that accessibility to education. I think that's what's going to change the uptake of health and wellness within the um, black and people of color community. That's what I think is going to make a difference. I I can't speak to people not buying my product at the moment because, you know, I'm black and and they perceive me to be bougie. I think there's more of an education gap there to be bridged in the first instance. Um, before I can make that leap and connect those dots. Um, another thing, Tony, you, you, I think, was it Tony or, or Bronwyn, you brought up about African products not being so well received? I think, I, I made this mistake when I started. I'll own this, I'll own up to this. I, because my parents, I actually grew up with a family who did aromatherapy in Zimbabwe. So for me, aromatherapy has been, out, we were there before doTERRA and Young Living. So like, I, I get it. Um, 
and I, my first year, I was just going to use the same packaging and the same momentum that I grew up with. Mm. You just do this, this, and slap a label on it. No, that did not work. The competition here is fierce. You've got to have your, part, your packaging on point, your marketing on point, your systems and processes. You've got an ABN, all those sort of things. You have to almost change your mind shift, your mindset, um, that you're not making a product that's just for, or in my case, for the African community. It's for the community. And you've got to think about the community. You've got to look at the competition in the community, not, not the subset of it. Yeah. So I think that also comes into play to it. Like when people are making a product, are your systems in place? Is your packaging on point? You know, is it professionally presented? People aren't just going to buy from you because you're black. They're going to buy from you because it looks good. It looks good and it works and um, it's competitive. Last question. How, last question. How are we giving back to the Australian community? I can, I can answer, I can answer that. I believe I am giving back to the Australian community by being the the being the representation I want to see. I want to see more women of color taking care of their health and wellness and self-care. And for a long time, I didn't step up and take up that space. I think something happens to you when you turn 40. I don't know. It happened to me. And I'm like, I don't care. Um, people need to know. And I, and I, even if I am 1% in a pool of, you know, of a hundred, at least I'm there, at least I'm trying and, I am the, being the representation I want to see. I am being the diversity I want to see in a market that is not diverse. And that is my gift to the Australian community. I saw, Enya, you also had uh, an assistant. One of, the, one of the days I came to your house to collect my package, uh, my gift from you. Um, I Pre-COVID. saw. <laughs> Pre-COVID, yeah. We need to do mm, that before, mm, they think, yeah. before they think I'm crossing falls during these times of the lockdown. Um, yeah, um, and you had you had you had a kind lady who was assisting you. I think she's she's a white Australian, and and I was really excited to see that that at least you know you've got also that system in place, employment. Uh huh. My, if I had it my way, I would I would employ um, women women of color. And just, just, I, you know, so many of us are underemployed. Like, don't get me started on women of color and employment in this country. So many of us are underemployed um, and can't get jobs and can't get work. And I would love to be part of, I would love to be a solution for that issue. Um, so my, my team is a multicultural team. I have, um, some of my team members are Asian, some of them are white Australians. Um, and I'm really happy about that. I took a photo and I sent it to my brother. Uh, a photo we were in the midst of production. I sent it, and he's like, "You got white people working for you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "It's a new day. It's a new day. Let's just get on with it." You know? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Brian. true. Yeah. I would also say, um, you know, even um, like my mentors. The individuals that assist me in my business they're also white people nice. you know they they're the ones that standing behind me also and also guiding me on the right track of what i need to do and what, what they think i should you know i should implement um i also think one thing that we should highlight um is we don't have black business mentors 
around, you know, in our area hunter. I think that's something that we should look at. That's amazing. Because I think that's what we need as young, um, you know, up and coming black businesses, young entrepreneurs. I think we do need that. So we can relate, you know, as black businesses, relate to somebody that's been in business for a while, you know, somebody that can assist us so we can move forward and all grow together. I think that's, that's what, you know, we need. And I think, Enya, you'd be at the number one. <laughs> I think both of y'all would be amazing. Both of y'all would really be amazing. Um, Bron, I've, and, and I just want to touch on this. I think also with you, I've seen there is an element of, you know, diversity working together with people, you know, isolating. I mean, you're, you're shopping uh, uh, um, Green Hill. I mean, uh, you've got other people who are also selling certain products there. You're sort of working oh, together. Yeah? Yes, correct, uh, Tony. Yes, so there is, um, it's only female businesses. So as we are 19 of us. A collab store everybody obviously doing their own thing um yeah and like i said uh, previously i'm the only one of color um but we all work together well you know there's no issues i mean even with the store that i have in um meriwether soul collective the the actual owner she is such an amazing person she is like the driving force for us all that's what i'm saying she's like a mentor you know and i wish that we could have somebody as a black business you know, mentoring going forward for, for young, um, up and coming black businesses, exactly the same. As I say, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's just sad, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, it's just sad. So you ladies, just as a, just as a question, let me just put you all under the serious, serious, serious spotlight so that I can put you all in serious trouble. So are both of you all available? Would you both of you all be available? Should young ladies of color say i want to go on a business adventure i need somebody to mentor me it doesn't necessarily have to be in the same stream that you're actually working on absolutely you know like even me i need assistance with you know like my social media and in regards to artwork etc but do we have a platform for us for, for for me to reach out to and ask that assistance for no we don't you know we don't have those kind of platforms to, yeah. to ask for assistance in different aspects of our businesses, yeah. you know, as black people. I don't, we don't have that among, among ourselves. Yes, white businesses do, they do have that because I, I see that, you know, they're always coming and jumping in to help one another. We don't do that. Mm. You are so correct, Bronwyn, you're so correct. Um, and that's and I'm, I'm, yeah, that's sorry. I'm 100% to help anybody yeah. in my own capacity of where I can assist, I would. And I would like the same as well, you know? You, you are so correct, Bronwyn. You're so on the money. Um, and I've, I've attended a few, like, business, um, like, sort of African business things. Like, you know, they're run by, like, a migrant service or, um, like, a refugee service. And it's... And, you no, know, I'm not saying that what they taught wasn't relevant, but it was just for, for where I, for where I'm going, it was just too entry level. There, there was no strategic information behind it. It's pretty much get your ABN. This is how you get a website, blah, blah, like, which is great because there are some people who need that information and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not having a go at them at all, but you are right when it comes to that sort of executive coaching, um, strategic leadership, 
level, um, there is so much room for women of color to be in that space, reaching out to other younger up and coming entrepreneurs. So, yeah. Ladies, we have exactly one minute to kick out. I'll give 30 seconds to both of you. Any closing remarks and how can you sell your business now? I'm somebody who doesn't know uh, Florets. I'm someone who doesn't know Afribi. Let's go. 30 seconds. Bron. Okay. Um, so Afribi Creations, um, we are diverse, culturally driven. Um, I would say diversity driven as well. Um, we have different artwork pieces, different African um, fashion attires, all beadworks, all handmade pieces. Um, you can find us at the Soul Collective in Meriwether, the little collab in Green Hills. Also on our social media pages, we've got Facebook, Afribee Creations, Instagram, Afribee underscore creations. And our website is www.afribcreations.com.au. Anya? Emotional and physical wellness go hand in hand. So I would encourage you to start investing in your self-care. If, if you can only afford 15 minutes, do that. To invest in your self-care, invest in your physical and emotional health. Stress, nervous tension, and anxiety don't discriminate, so you shouldn't either. Visit florette.com.au or get in touch with me. I'm sure it might be on Tony's podcast and I can help you with a plan. If, you've got, if you're suffering from anxiety or insomnia, I can help you with a wellness plan and recommend a few products for you. Ladies, thank you so much for joining the Visions and Tones podcast. I appreciate your time and your expertise. Have a good one.